Thank you for joining us today. This is Clint Byers, lead pastor of Forward Church. I pray this message blesses and encourages you. I hope it inspires transformative grace in your heart and establishes you even deeper in your new covenant identity in Christ. Now take a deep breath, become aware of God's spirit within you, and enjoy the message. passage that I want to read and then I just want to unpack it a little bit because I feel like as the body of Christ, we have a role in this earth to remind people of who they are. You know, as you know, the focus of this church is uniquely called to, you know, here's, here's a secret and it's not really a secret, but what I try to do when I'm praying and I'm talking to the Lord and I'm working on what I'm going to bring in here and minister, I'm speaking to who you are eternally. I'm speaking to who you are in spirit. I'm speaking to the finished aspect of who you are, the complete you, the you that Jesus gave a new heart to and removed that dead sin nature. And I'm speaking to you so that that comes out and you live from that place, so that you live from who you really are in Christ and not this temporary failure skin suit that you live within. I'm speaking to who you really are eternally, that you will be forever. You know, that's why we don't talk a lot about externals and really try to form programs to shape you up and whip you into shape. It's like, if I can get you to believe who you really are in Christ and live from that finished work, everything else is taken care of. It just is. That's just how grace works. It's like, I'm going to remind you of who you are. And, And I've thought about this a lot, you know. In the church world, we try to correct doctrine. I want to correct identity. You know, when when I see you living in such a way or communicating something that's contrary to who you really are in Christ, that's what I want to address. I want to pull out who you really are and then deal with the externals. I don't want to correct your doctrine. I want to correct your identity. I want to correct your thinking of who you think that you are. Because that is the path to transformation is mind renewal. And we get to be that for each other. So that's what I want to say in this passage, and I'll get to it quickly. So this is 1 John 3. One through three. Can you guys see that? Somebody say no. Yes, no, yes. No, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. All right, so I'll read it to you. See, so this is 1 John 3, one through three. See what great love the Father has lavished on us. You know, and, I, and this, is a, this is one of those passages you could kind of just take and meditate on this week and just kind of sit within it. And what, what does that mean? What does that feel like? What is, that, what is God thinking? You remember how we talked about the other day when God crowns you with kindness, his loving kindness as he's coming towards you? You know, his attitude towards you is loving kindness. What does that mean? What does that feel like? What, what's he thinking when he's lavishing his love? What would you be doing, you know? You don't want to project you onto him, but you, experience, you take him at his word and he lavishes his love upon you that we should be called children of God. Just say that. I'm a child of God. And that is what we are. Amen? It's like an emphatic, repetitive statement. And that is what we are, right? He's driving the point home. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know Him. And this is what I've been talking about for a couple of weeks, and I think a lot of people in the body are, and that's calling unity to rise above the division and the... In the, the, the injustice and the stuff that does need to be fixed and, you know, the systems that do, do need reform. We don't deny any of that, but we just speak to the spiritual side of it. And us, as the body of Christ, have to put him and our identity in him first and, and 
show the world our love for one another and then move toward them. So, dear friends, now, say now, now. we are the children of God and we will, and what we will be has not yet been made known. But it is in you in spirit, right? What you will be is already put within you. So this is what I feel like one of the things that the Lord gave me for this week is as a garden and as, as his child, he's already put in you. Listen, listen to me. Get this. God has already put in you everything he needs to come out of you. Everything God expects you to be, he's already put in you in Christ. There's not something that you figure out how to get on this path and move toward him and become something. He's already placed within you in the seed of Christ everything he ever will expect from you or need from you or want from you. It's in you already. And so what we get to do as a body is remind each other. We get to help each other tend the garden of our hearts to cultivate those identities, to cultivate who we really are. And that's the hard part because we want to push back against external stuff when people are, you know, not operating in their identity or offending us or upsetting us or legitimately hurting us. We're justified to react now. And it's like, no, I have to be able to look past that like God did while we were dead in our sin because he loved us so much, chose to die for us. And this is the word that I feel like he's showing me is we as a body of Christ, that's what we have to do. We have to look past the dirty window exterior and look into that person and realize Christ is in there. If they've said yes to Christ, Christ is in there. And that's what you speak to. You're not going to fix anything externally in their life until they see and know who they really are in him. So here's the principle. But we know that when Christ appears, now you can have an eschatology that puts some things into the future, and that's fine because it is, it is referring to that. But there's a principle in this, and the principle is this. When we know that Christ appears, we shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. All who have this hope in him purify themselves just as he is pure. So this, I'm going to repeat this. We shall be like him, for we shall see him as he is. Right? What makes you like him is you see who he is clearly. And we don't understand and realize and remember all the time that he is already that in us in full. So what we get to do for each other is remind each other. And you can pull that down. We get to remind each other, no, look, you're already complete in Christ. This is not who you are. I'm not going to react to you. And I think this is where the church world has kind of fallen into a trap because the, you know, especially pastors get into a mindset where they are responsible for the fruit in people's lives. And if the fruit's not there, then they need to go after that person and shame them into having fruit, right? And it's like, are you kidding me? No. Your main job is to go in there and, and help nurture and cultivate that seed that God has already put in there. And the picture that I saw was this. We all live with a self-portrait. We all have spent our entire lives painting a picture of ourselves, and it's right in here. And everything that you do and everything that you face, you look at it. And I'll tell you right now, people watching online, people that are going to listen to this, it's crunch time. The whole world is being squeezed. And everybody, and I talked about this even a few weeks ago, everyone is reevaluating, well, who am I? What's going on? What does this mean? You know, everybody is going through some kind of identity shift, crisis, 
reevaluation, whatever. We're all doing it. You're, I know you're doing it because that's the human psyche does that. When external shifts happen, you come up, you know, announcement, by the way, baby girl for the camp family. They got three boys and the girl's on the way. Granddad waves his hands. Um, anyway, so, but that, that's what we're all, like the whole world is having an identity crisis right now because we're being so impacted by something external. And what we have to do is paint that picture in such a way where it's like, you're not looking to externals to figure out what God's doing or who you are. You look inwardly. And some of us have painted over that image that God has put within us, that righteous and holy image that God has remade us into through the spirit and the blood of Christ that is who we really are, we let other stuff get on top of that, and we look at that image, and we repeat, and we live out what we think we are on the inside. And so here, here's, this, is my, this is the final picture that I saw that I'll leave you with, and I want, I want you to work on this for yourself and for each other because this is what we get to do, this principle that when we see him, we shall be like him. When you see him clearly, you become like, or you, you manifest like him. You already are, but you live it, whatever the words would be, you know what I mean? It's like you begin to emanate who you really are. So here's what we do. This is the picture that I saw. You have, you're looking at somebody in your life, right? Whether you know them or you don't know them, they're your child, they're your parent, they're some type of, you know, whatever, we're looking at people. And especially if they're a believer, we're looking at them, and we see there's plenty there to be offended by, right? There's plenty there to... To, to build, to re, re, draw back from and put our boundaries in place and, and, and just, you know, sit in ourselves and leave them alone and, and cancel people and write people off and you're this because you're this and you're this because you're this and now all of that, you're all the same. And it's like, nah, that, that is the tactic of the enemy to divide us. So let me give you the picture. I, I saw this picture where you go to somebody that you are involved in their life in some way, and you're trying to speak to them. You're trying to bring them the gospel. You're, maybe even as a father, you're responsible to develop character into that person's life, that child's life. You're responsible to help them learn and know and learn how to make good decisions. And you can't do it externally with a heavy-handed. They have to adopt it internally, and it has to be a fruit born from the inside out. That's the secret of Christian ministry is to get people to identify with Christ in them so that they then are guided by that on their own and live it out. So we stand outside, and if they don't have that in Christ picture inside of them clearly, then we hold it up externally. And we say, look, you see him? Do you see his love for you? Do you see how beautiful he is? Do you see the sacrifice, the suffering that, which he went through? And so you're showing them a picture that should emanate back into them that helps them remember, oh, God, that's, that is who I am. Gosh, his love for me does develop worth and value for me. His love, everything he went through for me, that, man, that's who I really am. That is how we reach the world. We bring them the love of God. And we realize that God has already put within them everything that they need. And so you just get to cultivate that, you know. People talk about ministry being difficult or, you know, preaching or whatever, whatever facet of ministry it is. It's like it's actually pretty easy. If it's hard, I get that you might carry the weight of what people go through. I understand that. You know, I get that. But ministry, you're just talking about him. 
That's what you're doing. You're like describing as clearly as you can the beauty and the majesty and the love of God so that those people will see it and let it be birthed within themselves. And that's what we do. We just show them. We remind people who they are. And so I feel like collectively the body of Christ, that's where we are right now, approaching the world, moving toward them, reminding them who they are, making sure not to be offended of whatever it is that might be external that they're leading with. It's like, you know what, We're just gonna, I'm, I'm not going to respond to the external. I'm going to look deeper to the internal of who they really are in Christ, and I'm going to do myself a favor and do it for myself as well. You know, like, so for example, I walked in and Courtney just kind of asked how I was doing. It's our, uh, so today's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, by the way. I'm like bad at the holiday thing. <laughs> Yay, dads. You're awesome. Is that good enough? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> but he's like, you know, because so this is our first Father's Day my first Father's Day without both of my parents. And so you keep kind of coming to these points of finality, right? You're kind of reminded. It's like you, you process. And, you, and, and so last night I had this strange dream, an unsettling dream about mom. And you know how sometimes you wake up out of a dream and you're feeling the emotion that was in that dream. And it wasn't that great, right? So, but I instantly recognized, I, probably, I don't know, maybe, maybe about 60 seconds after I was conscious and I was feeling it. And you know how when you come to consciousness and you, all of those subtleties that you're, you might, some, some of you might just wake up and it's like, ah, you know, just birds are singing and butterflies are flapping. But some of you deal with some pretty serious dark emotion as soon as you wake up or when you're trying to fall asleep. A lot of people medicate themselves so they can just kind of skip that part. And I was feeling it. But... I did something, and I didn't even know that I'd done it. And when I came in, Courtney asked me how I was doing, and I, it reminded me of what I did. And let me try to explain it to you this way. It wasn't that I intellectually said, no, that's not me. That's not the reality of the situation. I need to A, B, C, D. It was almost as if as soon as I recognized that my emotional state was not peace, and it was something other than who I am in Christ, it was almost as if I somehow just made a shift of awareness to spirit, a shift of awareness to who I am in him. And it wasn't like I had to intellectually say, no, I am the righteousness of God in Christ. And you do those things. You do that intellectual, I don't want to call it surface level, but the, the, the mental exercise, the mind renewal exercise so that you get to that deeper level so that you can live from spirit. But it was kind of like I just bypassed all of that and just internally, without even realizing it, had made this decision to just kind of shift into a spiritual awareness that peace is... It, it just I, Really trying to explain it with words don't make sense. It was kind of like, I'll make a sound... You know, I don't... It was, you know, do you know, you know what I'm saying, though? It's like this internal shift... And my awareness shifted, and that was it. It was gone. You know, even if it was spiritual, it was just gone. Nothing could hold on to it when I, when I shifted into that place of peace. And I didn't have to talk myself into it. I'm familiar with it, so I was able to just kind of sit, it's just like sit down with it. I just sat into it, you know. And then, that was, and then it just shifted. It changed everything. So, that, but that's what we get to do for people 
is have those experiences where they own their identity in Christ, and then, then the magic happens. In other words, the Holy Spirit becomes their teacher. The Holy Spirit becomes their guide and their father and their pastor and their teacher. And there's a reason Paul said, look, you don't need all this stuff. We get to do it for each other and we get to remind each other, but it's the Holy Spirit. Amen? So that, that last idea, when you're looking at people, look past that stuff, look into them, and look for the glory of God within them. And like we talked about last week in John 17, Jesus prayed, I give them the glory that you gave me. We have the glory of God within us. And that's what the world doesn't know. That's what the world needs to see and understand is that God planted Christ. God wants to plant Christ in you, give you a new heart, change you internally. So from then on, you just bear the fruit of what He has put in you. You don't need to become anything. You just need to believe who you really are in Him and what He's done for you and learn how to make that internal shift and live from that because it's like a seed. The seed doesn't have to stress. It just grows. It grows what it was designed to grow. God has designed you, recreated you, remade you to grow spiritually, grow spiritual fruit, and to be love in this earth. Amen? Amen. Look past the dirt. Look for the glory and remind people of who they are. And it's not easy because that means you have to be at a place of peace to be able to do that for them. Amen? Amen? Amen. Praise God. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. And thank you to those of you who support Forward Ministries financially. You truly are changing the way the world sees God. You're helping people detox from performance-based religion and experience God's love for them. We're committed to helping you renew your mind so you'll experience transformation and move forward in every area of your life. I pray you're making this heart journey. Visit my website at clintbyers.com for hundreds of free teachings and articles that will empower you to renew your mind and put on your eternal identity in Christ. I'm especially excited about my tools for transformation that have original music and modern technology designed to help you slow down and connect with the Spirit of God in your heart. I'd like to invite you to partner with Forward Ministries. Help us continue to spread the gospel and develop resources that are empowering people to grow in their identity in Christ. Thank you again for joining me. I pray God's blessings and promises over you and your family today.